When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Woodman Corner, the Western Ridge Albion podcast that would probably steal a taxi but couldn't be bothered to stay up till half five in the morning. I am Graham Brown and I'm joined by two Albion supporting guests today, uh, young man Joe Chapman, who usually, who usually uh, joins me. Yes, how are you Graham? I am very well, thank you. And Kieran Dooley, who always does the hard work on our podcast but isn't usually on, but now no, he is. Kieran, welcome. Thanks for having me, Greg. <laughs> And he starts off by calling me oh, Greg. Graham. This, this Graham. is why certain people aren't allowed on podcasts. <laughs> no, uh, no, thank you for joining us, Kevin. So the, t- today's podcast is going to be uh, it's going to be great. So we've got uh, got two guests. We're going to start off in a minute with um, Darren Farley, who's probably best known as uh, as probably the best known football impersonator in the business. Um, we do a couple of things with him. Uh, the first of which I tried to encourage him that he could do an impression of Daniel Sturridge, which he has a go at to his credit, uh, and then comes on to what is a, a brilliant minute on um, how Roy Hodgson would respond to um, to Cabgate. So we're going to go back to Cabgate in a minute, and the three of us are going to talk about what we what we think about it, and um, we're going to just generally try and veer away from the depressing situation that is Albion at the moment. So here is Darren. Uh, my interview with Darren earlier this week when he was coming to Birmingham to promote the Carabao Cup. <laughs> It's quite Daniel Sturridge. It's there's not enough you can do. I always very carefully select which which impressions that I do. So Daniel Sturridge, I'm starting to think of his voice because he I have heard him a couple of times. So he's kind of like yeah, like you know, that's all right, you know. I think like yeah, like you know, it's all right. And that, that, see, that probably <laughs> doesn't sound anything like him. That that sounded all right. Not too bad, not too bad. But I think we you know it's a good thing when with impressions you've got to pick. The perfect character, something you can, you know. I find the top four managers quite difficult to do. Only like Pep Guardiola, um, Conte. There's not enough. You well, you can see that you you kind of become that person. You can see yeah. that like the way oh, you I do. I appreciate it. that. Thank so, you. So I mean, the one that we always steal for you, but that relates to um, Albion is Roy Hodgson. Yeah. So, so I thought I would try and put on a scenario that you got yeah. Roy Hodgson to deal with uh, the, with Taxigate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, what I would say was that if I was to find three senior players involved in anything like that oh I tell you now my, I'm a black belt in Kuwaiti you know people don't know that I'd get the three of them I'd sort them out because I've got a massive problem with that I would have Gareth Barry I can't believe it Experience, he's 64 now he's got enough experience to not be doing that kind of thing uh, I would have a real big problem but Alan Pardew's got his own way of dealing with it but mine would have been <laughs> Kung Fu Kuwaiti yeah that's what it would have been yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so thank you to Darren for that. It, to his absolute credit as well, he was, he was able to deliver that, despite the fact that I was laughing directly in his face the entire time. <laughs> so I think we can't, probably can't avoid talking about the fact that four of our experienced uh, professionals um, went out till half five in the morning, went to McDonald's, stole, stole a taxi, and so on and so on and so on. As it happens, they did this a really annoying time that meant that we just missed it on our podcast last week. In fact, the, the news broke as we were recording, so we were kind of a bit late to talk it through. But... Um, but let's talk it through. So uh, our newest guest, who's worked out my name now, Kevin. Uh, 
Uh, <laughs> Kieran, what do you think? You're an Albion fan who, who, who pays to go along. Uh, do you want to flay these people alive? I just... Don't get me wrong, I can see why people are upset about it, but I think if we weren't in the position that we are, it wouldn't be such a big deal. I think there'd be a laughing joke about it. Um, there's obviously... The issue with it is the fact that it's senior players. It isn't young players breaking in. It's the captain, England international. It's And on top of the results at the minute, they're not playing well. It's just giving the fans another excuse to get on the backs. Yeah. I think the problem with it is it was booked before they played Liverpool, wasn't it? Yes. They had no intention of playing. Well, they had no intention of winning it, really. They, they didn't think they would. It's the same... It's like when you go on a stag, do you, you drink more in two days than you would in a week. Right? <laughs> so I think... That's a great analogy, actually. Yeah, I just think that's what's happened I think in that's, their head. It's, I think that's a really, really good point, yeah. which is that the, the real significance of this is the admission after that they, that they probably wouldn't have yeah. gone. It's actually the fun. It's actually the fundamental flaw of, of going in the first place. I, I just think in their head it was a way of letting loose a bit. They're under a lot of pressure, which obviously any relegation threatened team is. But it was always. It was always in their head that they were going to let loose. The fact that they had a game on a Saturday which wasn't planned, it should have changed their thinking, but I just think... Do you take a view on who's to blame for it? You know, there's obviously there's a, lot of, a lot of kind of anger being thrown around and, and, and at the players and that sort of thing. When, would you say, is this the players' fault? Is it the management's fault? Is it nobody's fault? Do, 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 do you think well, there's... <laughs> there's obviously fault there. Isn't there? <laughs> it's not like the kids. They're like in the mid-30s, some of them, and... They've made the decision to go out and get drunk till half five in the morning. Yeah. So, I think you've got to blame them to an extent. I think it's hard to you can't expect Pulis to put Pulis Pardew to put them all on, you know, luck and chain or not. Can mm. so. I just think, fair enough. It shows a bit of lack of disrespect, but I don't think you can pile it all onto Pardew to say that he should lock them in the rooms at the moment. It's interesting that because I think I would. I'm, I'm not <laughs> sure, but but to a certain extent, uh, what what I wonder, and I, don't, I have no expert um, expert insight into this, but uh, is this reminiscent of a problematic culture at the Albion? So it's Albion have a, his, a recent history of signing good um, good professionals, you know, like Johnny Evans and Gareth Barry, that kind of person. Um, I just wonder if this if this would would this have happened under Alan Pardew? I'm pretty certain this wouldn't have happened under Gary Megson. I, 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 I'm, I, I'm not pretty certain, but but I, I wonder about it, and, and that's what I wonder. And I, and I and I wonder if in times a lot potentially more of the blame will this will be the door of a management team that allowed it allowed that culture to happen. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. What do you think, Joe? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd agree largely with with what Kieran said about the how unexpected it was when those four names came out in this statement. On the on the evening uh, last Friday, and explained that they they felt the need to come out so that their teammates weren't being kind of you know the, the finger of blame wasn't going to fall on their teammates. They had to come out and uh, and take take the blame for it. Uh, yeah, when when you think of the players, it was, and we all know they're all apart from my hill. They're all Tony Pulis signings, aren't they? Yeah, and Pulis was very very uh, careful when he was going about his recruitment to. Get a background check. Make sure he had lots of information and had done his done his research in as much as how the players were as people, yep. as well as as well as players. And yeah, I mean, in the whole time that Tony Pierce was at the club, apart from Sado Berahino, who was already at the club, there weren't any problems, were there? Really, off the field, not not any that spring to mind for me. 
you look at you look at Johnny Evans as a kind of as a model pro. So that leads me to another question, and I'm about to seriously sideline you. In. Um, do you reckon it would have happened if Darren Fletcher was still in? Oh well, it's funny, isn't it? Because you'd, you'd have Evans and you would have Evans and Barry in that. Yeah, in I know. That category, yeah, yeah. So which, which is why I wonder so... if it's a cultural thing. This. Yeah, you do think that. Yeah, you know. Could you imagine Fletcher behind the wheel of a taxi, allegedly? Uh, you know, five in the morning. I guess we're all saying that about Gareth Barry. Yeah, exactly. And it's so for that reason, it is hard to gauge. Um, I just wonder that. that I, I, are we seeing on the pitch and off the pitch a sense of a um, of that? Like I, said, I think it's been quite a prolonged period of a, of a kind of culture of a team that that kind of works hard and looks after it. Are we seeing that come apart at the seams? I don't know. Is that I going f- too far? I think it's a bit. I mean, it's another metaphor, really. But you know, like a kid with strict parents that goes to uni and lets loose. I think it's kind of a reaction to yeah. the strict regime under Pulis. Mm-hmm. They've give, been given that bit of freedom and... They're going to rebel, yeah. Just rebelled, yeah. I think it's showing on the pitch as well, to be honest, if you look. Yeah. Not, you know, they're not getting a defensive shape as quick as they were. You've seen in set pieces, it's diabolical, really, the way they're... Yes. The goals are conceded. Corners. The goals are conceded. Against Southampton in the Cup was... Uh, I mean, for both games in the league and the Cup. Yeah. That the... the, the uh, the ease with which Southampton managed to find the back of the net from corners, which for three, four, five years you just haven't had to worry about, Albion, have you? In, in both boxes, you think, well, we'll score enough from corners and we'll also have enough at the back to, to ensure that we don't concede. Yeah, I think, that's, I, I, think I can understand that. You know, you've been given some, you've been given some, uh, some greater freedom and, and with that, you know, it just kind of queries the pitch, it kind of confuses people. All right, so, so I guess the final question about this uh, while I'm... Um, when I'm lumping problems, um, Alan Pardew's way. Alan Pardew mm-hmm. went from being uh, 33 to one to to be the next manager sacked, and to evens. He's he's come out a bit now. He's about six to four against to be the next manager sacked. It's Joe, would you sack oh, Alan Pardew? My word, uh, Kieran, you know what's coming. <laughs> Prepare yourself, Kieran. Uh, wow, that it's um, it's a real tough one, isn't it? What with John Williams and Martin Goodman already leaving, yep. then this happening with, with, in Barcelona, could the club do with any more upheaval at this moment in time? Now, of course, the Huddersfield game is as big a game as Albion have had in however long, dating back pretty much the entire Premier League era. I think, one in in terms of a build-up of events, yeah, you know, this is this is a huge game that they dare not drop points in, and. As as reports would suggest, if Albion get beat two nil on Saturday, are you then expecting a statement on Monday morning from the website or you know from the from the from the club saying that he's been relieved of his duties? I'm struggling to see where Albion go after a defeat. So your answer is political. I know that I know. Uh, that Albion. I think should, I think uh, Albion I think, should should sack him if they lose to the club. <sighs> I can't. Yeah, I mean, if they're gonna if they're gonna give themselves any chance, the other thing, of course, is then is very much like Tony Pulis sacking in, in November. Where do you go? You've got to make the right decision. And one win in thirteen league games would suggest that the appointment Alan Pardew hasn't worked. Oh, there's no question. There's, there's no question. It's worked. <laughs> it'd be, it'd be yeah. some odd mathematics that work out. So, go on, let's get. To, I reckon Kieran can only can only serve to answer this question better than you. <laughs> would you uh, Would you be handing a a a um, a P45. P45 to Alan Pardew. Wow. To be honest, when he was first appointed, I wasn't over the moon about it. Nope. I think 
the thing with Albion this season is every decision they've made, the timing has just been way off. They've yeah. already shown that they've kind of given up on Svalba, really, by changing the changing the chairman. They're just ready to rebuild in the summer, which is what they're going to have. They've had to do it for the last five years. They just seem to be putting it off. Yeah. The problem is, I've kind of come to the fact now that we will be playing Championship football next season. Yep. Pardew, for me, isn't the man to take you up. You're going to have to build from the back. Yep. which he's already damaged us in that sense since taking over so I just can't see how him being in charge of next season is a positive do you know I think that's that, that, that's pretty much exactly how I see it really which is that he isn't the right man for us in the championship and so, so on that basis you've almost got a free hit so, so, so come mm. back to your point do we need any more um, do we need to be destabilised anymore I don't, can we be destabilised anymore and, 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 and maybe we'll destabilise ourselves in the right, right position I would, um, I would have changed straight away. I mean, to be honest, I, I wonder if uh, we're giving him two games. He's really bored to speak for. Uh, I've only just got here, so give me two weeks to recruit someone else. But in two weeks, know. in two weeks' time, Albion's slim hopes of survival may yeah. be written off. And so. yeah, and I mean certainly, yeah. And and, and I mean the point you made about the about a loss against Huddersfield is probably a a, um, a salient one. Um, I think one, I think, last, I one think, last pertinent point I will make is that Alan Pardew, going back to November, and Alan Pardew was appointed the manager. I think there was certainly an element of kind of him being. Him, was he the best of a bad bunch in terms of free agents and, and free candidates? What I will say is that he uh, certainly didn't. Uh, it did, certainly didn't harm him that um, he was. He was just the immediate alternative to Tony Pulis. I, I think. I think it was. An, it was. It was he, an incredible. Served him well that he wasn't Tony Pulis. So straight think, yeah. away he was. He was considered an. I think the attacking football just overshadowed the fact that it still wasn't great. It was just something different. To yeah. Yeah. Years, so. You waited for that bounce. It never came. You waited for the January transfer window. I think it's, and ob- it's just. I think it's obscure, really. I, I've, said, I've said this before that um, that a team that can spend over hundred grand a week on two loan players went and just got whatever was the easiest manager it appeared to me um, at the time. The other thing I think that... So I think Jeremy Peace is the biggest loss that Albion have yeah. had in, in, in a generation. And I think, one of, I think Jeremy Peace just worked at a, a level that was just smarter than everyone else. And the example I would give is when he recruited Roy Hodgson, he moved quickly because he was available, which is how you're supposed to do recruitment. You know, you know someone's good, they're available, go and get them and so on. What we did was... At the tipping point when, when it was too difficult to, to deal with fans complaining about Pulis, they sacked him. And who was available then? No one. So they, uh, they recruited Pardew. And I think they're, kind of, they're, they're paying for it. Now, I do I pray that, um, that he makes me eat these words, but there seems a little evidence thus far that that's going to be the case. Well, I mean, the, the, the Huddersfield game will tell you a hell of a lot of how much the players have responded to, to Alan Pardew in, in the last week or so. Yeah. He's had to come out and front it all up in, in the press... He's the one that's had to answer questions, difficult questions that he probably wasn't expecting to answer a week ago. Uh, and so, you know, after all that, and he's obviously spoke today at the press conference about how he's disciplined them, how the club have, have, uh, have fined them. And, you know, he's obviously taken the, the captain's armband away from Evans in that cup game. Uh, it's now the time for the play. It's now time for the players to, to step up and say, you know what, yeah. We need to we need to do something. Well, here. that's emphatically the case, definitely. So, so um, all of these points, uh, whether Pardew's the right man or uh, or um, the cab for, uh, I've put to Chris Kamara, who was also in in Birmingham um, to promote the Carabao Cup. Uh, so here's what he had to say. 
So, so I'm from the Birmingham. I principally deal with um, with West Brom. So, can I talk to you about the the dire straits we're in and uh, what pro, what hope you think you you give us of uh, of making it out, staying in the Premier League till next season? Well, um, it's looking gloomy at the moment, and I'm sure that um, Alan Pardew is hoping that they can get on a run. But he's down, he's been down there before. He's got out of similar situations. He, he knows the score. It's becoming more difficult, that's one thing for certain. They do need to get on a run. I know the fans are really disappointed that they went out of the FA Cup, but you don't need that as a hindrance at this moment in time. I always remember when Wigan, just a few seasons back, they won the FA Cup and they got relegated from the Premier League. Um, The supporters were asked the question, would you take winning the FA Cup or staying in the Premier League? And they took... They would have, most of them would have took the majority of winning the, F, um, the, the FA Cup. You know, with what's at stake these days, and I'm sure if you give baggage fans the opportunity of having a voice on that one, I'm sure they would have said staying in the Premier League, and that's what it's all about. Um, do you think, so you, do you think Pardew is the right man? He's now the favourite to be sacked next. Do you think, do you think he, he's the right man? Would, would you be sacking him if you were Albion? To... Well, it doesn't help when you take the players away on a you know, a, a summer break or whatever it's called, a, you know, winter break, uh, and you end up with problems. You know, that that's never a help. But um, the players have all admitted their responsibility. You know, the players who were actually in trouble, you wouldn't have thought in a million years. If I was asked to pick any of those, uh, I, would, I wouldn't have come up with any, <laughs> any, of, any of those. Um, so he's been slightly let down, that's one thing for certain. It's never over till it's over. That, that's the beauty of the Premier League. You just don't know. Can I ask you about Taxigate? You're a footballer for quite a while. Have you, did, did, you, did you know anything quite to the extent of, uh, of uh, going, going abroad, nicking a taxi and so on? You must have been involved with some hijinks. No, no, you must have seen some hijinks. Of course, yeah. It was different. It was so, so different back in the day because that wouldn't have made the papers or the press or exactly what would have happened in those situations. And a lot of situations I'm not saying exactly the same as that happened but certainly a lot of a lot of things did happen back in the day um, you know now you can't do anything as players and certainly you can't let the club down in the circumstances that they did in this day and age and expect to get away with it you know they've been punished the players they've apologised that's all they can do and uh, hopefully it doesn't hold any bearing on whether their league position is threatened at all. You were also a manager, though. So that four of your players do that. What do you do to them? Um, well, like I said, you feel let down. Um, you know, you have to treat players with respect that in this day and age, and you hope that they give you, as a manager, that same respect in return. If they don't, and they let you down, then they have to accept the consequences. Would you have been harder? So they play. Most of them turned out in the FA Cup the next game. Would you have picked them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't cut your nose off to spite your face. Yeah. That's one thing you can't do. You know, yes, they've been up to misdemeanours, and you know, if the Albion had lost that game uh, at the weekend and he'd have dropped those four players, then everyone would have blamed Alan Pardew. Yeah. You know, whereas he gave them the opportunity to right their wrongs, and unfortunately, it wasn't to be. So, final question: We're here now with with Darren Farley. Have you got a football impression that you can do for us? <laughs> no, I haven't. But I've been listening to him doing doing quite a few. And, you must uh, have learned something. Well, let's put it. Let's just have a go. No, no. <laughs> you, you name somebody, then you know. You know. Can also, you do Harry Redknapp? Yeah. No, no, I don't think so. You see, that's myself. <laughs> I've been listening to him all afternoon. That is, 
<laughs> that is, that's an excellent Jamie Carragher. Oh, that's who it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so thank you to uh, Chris Kamara for that, and thank you all for uh, for joining this week. Uh, not least Kieran, who, despite getting my name wrong, <laughs> is, uh, it was a um, off the hook. Was, it was nice to have you on board, Kieran. Thank you very much. Good to be here. And Joe, uh, thank you again. Thank you, Grant. And most of all, thank you all for joining us. Uh, we come out every week, so tell your friends about it. And uh, onwards and upwards.